today we're visiting Niche, Serbia. We are here for the probably the best uh, derby experience in Europe, Crvena Zvezda, uh, Partizan Belgrade. They are facing each other tonight in the final. But before we have a very pleasant uh, guest and very nice conversation, uh, guest for, for a good conversation, probably the, ma uh, the most famous uh, agent in Europe, Mishko Rajnatovic. Uh, Mishko, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. It's a pleasure for me as well. Congratulations with having at least one player in every EuroLeague team. It's, a, of course, a big achievement, especially when you have 18 EuroLeague teams. But I wanted to bring you back to your first days of being an agent. What do you remember the most about your first deal, uh, first player, uh, first signing you ever had? <clears throat> a couple of years ago, uh, we had the anniversary of um, 20 years. And then... Um, also last year, uh, uh, national Serbian telev television uh, produced one uh, documentary movie about m myself. Uh, so it was a lot of question about it, and in some way I refreshed my mind. So <clears throat> the name of the guy is Branko Sinjelic. Uh, later on, he made good career in middle French teams, but uh, at that time he moved from uh, one team from New Belgrade to another team from um, Belgrade. It was like Division One, and uh, it was officially my um, my first, uh, let's say, transfer. I did something before, but uh, I didn't really uh, plan that to do this as my regular activity, you know. So it was missed with other uh, lawyers. I'm attorney at law, mm. so I had office at that time. It was missed with other dossiers and uh, but at that time I said uh, it's going to be my future and then I separated um, uh, lawyer stuff and uh, basketball stuff and uh, he got um, client number one um, what is really good somehow this contract what is um, late May uh, 1995 uh, you know I still have it so mm -hmm. it's in my possession this officially first one what do you remember if, for example, that young agent Mishko Rajnatovic was here in, in Serbian Cup, Radivoja Korac Cup uh, over there? What do you think about that guy being, you know, now with so much experience? <clears throat> My opinion is that um, uh, if I would like to start now, you know, I would not succeed. It's absolutely, absolutely different uh, business. Because in, at that time, uh, you know, American agency were dominate uh, and they represented only, let's say, the cream of uh, of mm -hmm. basketball players. Uh, rest of them, despite they were really good, you know, they had no agents. So, you know, I started to something what practically didn't exist and uh, very easy in, in maybe one year. Okay, I started successfully, obviously. I had over 50 clients, middle level. And uh, today that is impossible. That I mean, like... Uh, uh, every serious player, even for the second division, has an uh, agent and uh, it will be absolutely impossible to start growing fast uh, uh, as I did. So, it was right timing. Mm -hmm. what, what do you like and what do you dislike about the current agent's uh, situation now in Europe with all this competition? I don't say that uh, something special I like or dislike. I mean... Uh, um, comparing with uh, football, because I had a lot of invitation to go to work there, but I always, almost always refused. You know, I, it's pretty much clean, clean, clean business. Ah, you know, it's cleaner than in football. No, but hundred times. Okay. It's a very, uh, I would say, relationship a very, 
very close, you get uh, 10% paid by the club and that's it. You know, there are no different uh, sharing of the commission. There is never 12 or 13%. Then, unfortunately, uh, teams um, don't invest in young players, so buyout almost disappeared. And uh, the the key of the of the salary for football agent is buyout and sharing buyout. So it's very you know when I explain to the people who believe that I don't know somehow it's crazy money millions for the transfer. That's not. It's like uh, uh, I sometimes I said comparing with football. This is pharmacy clean. Mm. <laughs> okay, uh, you had that first deal in in nineties and. Like 20 years later, you were uh, here in, in, in one room with Nikola Jokic signing a big, big contract, $148 million. What do you remember the most about that day? What went through your mind, you know, going through all this journey? Uh, if you ask me about day when Jokic signed the contract, mm -hmm. I don't remember anything. You know, I was in my office. He was, uh, I don't know where, somewhere, probably in Sombor. You know, we exchanged... Uh, Emails, mm. that's it. No romance. No, not a big deal, not yeah. a big celebration. And, uh, you know, I, I, I told him that if he signs uh, another Supermax, that maybe we should uh, do the party. But he's not sure that he wants to do it. But I mean, like, uh, uh, Luka Doncic organized a nice party for his last contract and, and uh, um, puts some kind of the challenge, primarily for me, because... I'm like very well uh, known in organizing uh, like parties and uh, in some way participating in uh, social life. Uh, but Nikola is for the moment uh, without uh, without decision about it and knowing him and uh, probably it's not going to happen. Will be everything the same? Just one piece of paper to be signed. So, do you like to celebrate big contracts? No, I'm not. I like to celebrate okay. life. So, you know, wherever is something uh, not good, we try to celebrate on some, uh, some way. Now, there is one team in Serbia that I support, his name Mega. Mm -hmm. So when they, um, when they do some nice achievements, it's always uh, something. The kids know that uh, um, <clears throat> under, um, under 14 is too early, but under 16 and under 18 team, when they, when they win Serbian league or, or something like this, then captain is coming uh, to negotiate where they are going to have the party. And it's always like this. So talking about the upcoming summer, Supermax is, is coming up, right? Uh, according to our expectation, it should be signed this summer. Extension with uh, uh, with maximum amount, uh, what he obviously deserved. There is no doubt about it. Usually. Uh, Agents are the ones who helped, uh, who help players, for example, to find the best coaches, uh, to put them in the right situations. But talking about Nikola Jokic's uh, story, what do you think, where he helped you the most? And what did you learn from his story, helping him and going through all these years together? It's, it's uh, I mean, very difficult question. He, he helped me with uh, the achievements what he he made and uh, he did great stuff and then um, uh, people started to be interested in his uh, basketball life story and then they found uh, um, how we met on one very uh, unusual way and uh, how it was this journey through mega and uh, then people understood that um, my role was let's say 
more than, than agent and uh, uh, and that way helped me and especially helped to to the club helped to mega mm-hmm. because uh, uh, you know this is the club where he really grew up and then they have Mitic who absolutely did the same both guys came in the age of 16 17 and uh, you know, it's like clear sign that it's like great club for um, developing development of the young players. And um, after that, of course, you know there are there are so many kids all over the Europe who would uh, uh, who would like like to come. And uh, uh, also, you know, if we talk about some kind of the emotional side, uh, you know, he made me. Uh, the the best agent because uh, you know it's really rare that uh, you know, a Serbian agent really has an NBA MVP. I was lucky that in the same year I was agent of Euro- EuroLeague MVP, uh, and uh, I was especially proud because uh, uh, I really was involved in uh, in creating career more than um, a regular agent for the Zdub. So. That's the that's the story. Plus, you know, I mean, uh, I have never enjoyed watching uh, any player after Dražen Petrović as I enjoy um, Nikola Jokic game. So when when uh, when we put this all together, you know, I can say that I was really in some way lucky that uh, we f- we found each other when he was seventeen. And yes, uh, talking about your next big time MVP, Vasilya Misic, uh, I will uh, quote you from one of the uh, interviews you had. Uh, you basically, okay, my phone just frozen. You basically said that uh, you won't let yourself to repeat Vasilis Spanulis uh, story, how it ended up with Houston Rockets. Uh, what kind of self-analysis you had on that situation and in today's world, how it's possible, let's say, to prevent from these uh, situations to happen again, talking right now about Vasily Mitic and his possible NBA future. You're talking about last summer? Yes. Uh, you know, last summer was really, really specific. And uh, the uh, the key was uh, extension on FBA season and postmo- postponing the date of the signing contract. Uh, we had uh, escape close until a certain date. And certain date was uh, established according to the regular NBA season. Now... Uh, we, uh, I mean, we, we were in the situation that uh, we need to go out of the contract and then we cannot sign the new one for the next two weeks. In those two weeks, he should play uh, mm. Serbian national team. And then, uh, if something happens and if he got, gets injured during this, this period, uh, talking about serious injury, he loses everything. I'm not that guy. You know, I don't take any risk, almost never. And, uh, you know, I told him that we really should skip this year or we go to casino. And he is very, uh, very stable guy. He understand. We did great uh, contract with Effet Pilsen where he feels good. One of the greatest in Europe. Plus, uh, every summer we have the similar NBA escape close. So, we are going to we are going to try um, uh, this summer. But in the other in the in the other hand, uh, you know, I mean, um, 
I really plan to to go public a little bit about this. Uh, I mean, NBA rules because okay, there is no doubt. NBA is great. NBA is much better than this what we have in Europe. But still, you you have position that uh, one team <clears throat> gets your rights, and then you know, despite you are the best player in Europe, they don't want to trade you. And they don't want to give you the offer. And then you never play NBA, despite you are better than 80% of the guys who are there. I don't believe this is fair. Mm. You know, I mean, generally, they always came to the gentleman agreements. And, but sometimes, maybe not. So let's say, theoretically, uh, you know, if uh, Oklahoma doesn't trade him and doesn't give the offer, you know... He, he should be locked in Europe despite his will. Uh, I I strongly believe that this is not going to happen. But there, we have then uh, then um, another uh, angle of this. Maybe they don't want to trade. Let's say the team doesn't want to trade him, but gives the offer what is double less mm. than than uh, uh, than uh, market value and and co- contract in Europe. Then. The player has situation, okay, if I want to go to NBA, I really have to pay a lot. Many, many guys did it. You know, though, I mean, there Real are few, Madrid, yeah. few of them from Real Madrid who did it. Uh, so I believe that's not, uh, that's not uh, proper. Of course, everybody will say, who are you? I mean, like, uh, agent for Europe to discuss NBA rules and then to say that this is not, uh, uh, fair, not correct, but, uh, I would really like to, that somebody give me explanation how this is correct. Because, you know, you, let's say Doncic, if Dallas didn't want to, to trade him and didn't want to, 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 to offer the contract, theoretically, of course, he should play today for Real Madrid. And, uh, of course, my partner in, uh, in uh, NBA, Jeff Schwartz from Agency Excel is one of the, one of the best, maybe, According to Forbes list, the best NBA agent. So I'm sure that he has power to fix this situation. Uh, but uh, generally, this is not perfectly, uh, I would say, um, structured. Considering his uh, current situation with FS, uh, current season with uh, FS, what do you think? Uh, is there, let's say, more chances that he will end up in the NBA uh, after uh, this season? Does it have any impact? Much, uh, much more uh, possibilities this season than last year. Because now uh, timings are right, so we will see. You know, I mean, uh, I know that they like him. And we will try to find a solution when the time comes. As you know, it's not possible to, to negotiate anything now mm. with NBA teams. But he's the guy who is like, okay, if I don't go... Not a big deal, you know. I would like to go, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm ready for this. But if not, you know, contract is great, team is great, he feels good, you know. Maybe he will be the Ambodiroga, who never went. So, we, doesn't, we don't know for the moment. So, we have two world, major world MVPs, uh, Jokic and, and Mitic. And in one of your interviews, you mentioned that for you, uh, 15 minutes is enough to decide if the player is serious and might be something out of it. When you're watching these players, when you're, let's say, scouting, what main qualities do you look for? What tells you that the player is serious, both on and off the court? 
You know, I mean, really it's difficult to explain. Even on Serbian language, uh, even in uh, 30, 40 minutes talking, you know, I ju just... Uh, you feel, you feel. comes from experience, probably. Yeah, yeah, from the experience, you know, by the way, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I made plenty of mistakes like everybody, you know, but uh, I generally, I believe I'm okay with this. What, what I what I see and what I conclude. By the way, uh, talking about these difficult decisions, whether your players should go to the NBA, whether they would uh, need to, to switch a team, it's usually agents who are always asked uh, and uh, players want their opinion. But in a tough moment where you have to make a tough situation, who, what kind of advice you're looking for? Who are, who are you talking uh, to to make the best decision, let's say? Nobody. Absolutely nobody. Unfortunately, you know, mm, there is only one person with whom I talk when I have dubbed, but it was like maybe in whole my career three times. You know, um, unfortunately he passed away. It mm. was, it was Dushikovic, yes. Uh, uh, unfortunately I don't have him anymore, but uh, so I have to do everything by myself. I really don't know who could I ask something and who will have more, more knowledge, more experience. Uh, and also more infer more information about the case because I'm in the case. So I um, uh, I get generally don't talk about uh, about that with anybody. And also, you know, I mean, my character is that I'm very very uh, self-oriented. Even when I was player, I was self-oriented. Mm -hmm. So my teammates di didn't love me too much. But uh, uh, you know, this is the reason. Of, let's say comparing Bell Basket and another agency <clears throat> because all other great European agency there are five of them you know there uh, let's say merge of five six ten different agents uh, and uh, working for mainly American companies you know and they build they build name of the company so, you know, for you first, you know, for Octagon, you know, for Masterman. But when you say who is the real leader from those agencies, uh, there are plenty of good agents there, you know. We do diff completely different way because our beginning was different. I started from zero because all those agents, you know, when they started to work, they got a lot of. They got money, they got salary, they got players, they got reputation. Everything was ready. They just start working. When I start, it was nothing, you know. Not, you know, I even didn't didn't have chance to see how basketball contract looks like because there was no basketball contract in Serbia. So we built uh, uh, me, like my my name. So Bell Basket is um, fiction, you know. Bell Basket is you. You have to give some name of the company, but company is practically a one man show with uh, now a lot of excellent guys who understand business work hard you know but mainly behind my back and helping uh, i believe that this is key of the biobasket success because uh, when you go to hairdresser you go because of one guy who makes this nice and if if this guy after two years moved to another place you don't go to the same place because you are connected with this place. No, no, you are connected with him. And in this business, I believe that uh, a really player and agent 
need to have personal touch, personal uh, relationship. What goes uh, a little bit better, uh, not a little bit, uh, plenty better when you are the guy and you are not one who works uh, for the company. I don't know, did I uh, explain clear? Mm. But uh, that's the situation. We have like uh, um, one very important agency in Europe with a lot of good players. And uh, one of the main guy moved to, to NBA team. So he become like GM. And then what did happen? Like five, six high level players, they left because they were connected with him, not with the, not with the company. And, uh, you know, so as I said, I'm self-oriented people around me, uh, you know, um, um, accepted this, you know, that kind of the leadership what uh, what let's say I have and uh, it's obviously because numbers say that uh, that this is good way so when you're alone having a tough decision to make what is your routine how do you make the best uh, let's say you think that you made the best the decision in that situation how do you come to that situation you know I'm very uh, very analytic you know so I mean like uh, and with this experience now, uh, you know, I really can see the situation from various ang uh, angles. And to be honest with you, uh, I don't know how many last three, four, five years was not uh, almost anything, anything difficult. I explained to the players, you know, we have off this over, this offer. Everything sounds really complicated. And told them when the, when the time comes, it will become clear by itself, you know. Somebody get rid, somebody increase money. So, you know, even even uh, this situation with Micic, that was really complicated. We had uh, uh, outstanding offer from Euroleague teams, uh, same money. Uh, we have, of course, FS, and then in this situation with NBA, you know. But it, 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 the day when when we had to make decision, everything becomes really clear. So it, it was like practically. <clears throat> practically no no doubt about it. Also, uh, what really helped me in making decision is I uh, am agent 27 years. What is long period? Some of them are longer than me. But my beginning was different and uh, I if I wanted to make the money, you know, I had to deal for so many middle level players. So I believe that every season in my career, I did more than 100 contracts. In 27 years, it's like for sure 3,000. So whatever happens in business, I had example from before. Really, I mean, I, I, I don't, also when I talk with the players, I, I, I told them, okay, this is a situation, but you, you know, seven years ago was the same, then 12 years ago was similar, you know, and it, it, uh, uh, it also it also helps, and especially because in all those huge number of the contracts, I was really involved. Me, not that like we are, uh, you know, company with the, uh, representatives in any country, and then you you work for a company in Greece, but deal is done in France, and you you just get information. No, I was involved in. Uh, uh, in deal in Tehran, I was involved in deal in Lastana, I was involved in deals in uh, uh, Africa, uh, uh, okay, China. So I was involved in all those deals, and I faced a really completely different situation. 
you know, and then it <coughs> it makes your knowledge uh, knowledge really big because you know there are uh, there are summers when in one day. In the morning, you know, we wake up with a uh, with deal in China, solving those problems. Then late, later on, it's like Barcelona, Spain, and then later on is Azovmash, Mariupol. You know, where rules completely different, dangers in the contract completely different. Real Madrid, you have not nothing to do. Chinese, they are trying one thing. Ukraine at that time, huge money, but. Tense issues every time. So when you pass through this and when you do this 27 years, you know, you know, I mean, I really don't want to look like something special and big fish, but I can say that this experience, what they have, nobody have even close. Just mathematically. So even, even theoretically, I was the most stupid man in the world. After 4,000 or 3,000 contracts, I would, I would learn. What do you think? What kind of qualities helps you to go all these thousands of contracts and to become on the top of Europe? What makes the best agent, let's say? Uh, sometimes I say to the people that every person in the world is, from God, projected for one business. Unfortunately, 95% of the people never discover what was, let's say, their, their destiny. I believe that I was built for this. Because first, you know, I play basketball until 38. I didn't have great successes. It should be better. But in all teams where I played, I was real leader. And everybody said the smartest player of the team, understood everything. It helps, basketball knowledge. Then, you know, I was the best student in generation, finished uh, law university in 21. Uh, And it also, also helps me. Uh, plus, the most important is love to basketball. You know, I can watch as much as you want. Under 14, under 16, girls, uh, everything. And I do this, you know. So when you, plus, you know, I have really, uh, really big energy. People say, even now when I'm not... Uh, let's say, young any, anymore, uh, as you know, uh, um, Friday, 11.15, I was in uh, Granada in the gym, Saturday, 5 p.m., I was in the niche, in the gym. It's not, uh, uh, it's not easy to organize, it's not easy in the energetic way, but I'm more than, uh, more than fine. So when you put all together, and really, you know, I mean, uh, the people in the agency, uh, work very hard because they have problem that boss works harder than them. So when you put all this together, then you get uh, that kind of the result. Plus, you know, on the early beginning, I establish some rules for myself. So clubs, we negotiate. I tell you that player wants 100. You offer me 99. I can do whatever you want, I want. But if you accept, deal is done. Doesn't matter that we don't sign two days preparing the contract and somebody else come with 110. No, no, he will not get the, he will not get the player. When I say something and when I agree, that's done. And I believe in the, let's say, uh, 
27 years maybe was two, three times different for some crazy stuff. Uh, what did happen? Clubs I really like this. Then I will give you because you're only 20, and I will give you one, uh, let's say, funny story. It was one year that I signed four guys in Jalgiris. It was uh, D. Bost, uh, Brandon Davis, uh, Mitic, Mitic, uh, and uh, Tupan. I didn't know Sharas great at that time. So one day he called me, said, probably you are extremely busy. I said, good morning. Of course that I'm busy in July. Why did you say this? She's like, we signed four players in total two hours of time. You know, I said, hey, I want, I know what I, first, this very good opportunity for the player. What Bradson Davis and Mitic show that it was like uh, outstanding place for them. I know what kind of the money I want. You give me this or a little bit less or something, we close the deal. So, you know, we, I don't want to go back and forth. You know, if I'm not interested and I believe it's not good for the player, I don't even give you the price. So he was, uh, uh, he was laughing. Clubs really like this because there are other agencies, especially Americans, who are changing the mind all the time, who are really um, ready to, for four to six economy class ticket, what is value $1,000, they are ready five days to keep the contract not signed. I mean, like, uh, I, I, I don't like this. And also, you know, uh, for those small to mix things, you know, I always take on me and, you know, show some gentleman, uh, let's say, um, approach, uh, in this situation. So, as I told you, also, I established a rule with the, from day number one. I will never lie the players. So, even if it is worst, like 1st of September, we have no, no job. Player is great. Happened many times. I tell him the truth. Look, I'm trying. It doesn't work. Let's be patient. I don't do like other people. So today I spoke with Virtus. There is the chance. Uh, I spoke with Unix. There is the chance. No, no, I don't. I, I don't do. I don't do this. E, even I said to myself, if I want my players to be really good, they need to face tough situation. So I never. Tell them you are good if you are not good. Never, never, never. You know, because I, I saw so many times that American agents, let's say, say, yes. Whatever player say, yes, you are right. And he's not right. And that's, that's not good. Even with my biggest stars, and it, it was Panolis for, for, for a decade and something, there was so many situations that I called him and I said, well, well, no, this is not proper, you know, you need to change. Even on the game or some attitude out of the court, uh, I'm not scared that they will fire me because if somebody fires me because I tell him the truth, that's fine. It's better not to be with me, you know, because if I am not telling him truth, you know, he lives in some unreal world and after that we come to the problems and problems I need to solve and I cannot. So sometimes I'm I even uh, more tougher than situation is. Trying them to, to get the hit 
and uh, to stay stable. Uh, I don't know really exactly how the other agencies do it, but what I saw a little bit, you know, nobody goes, uh, nobody goes uh, that way. There, there is like really often the time yelling on the players, you know, you know when they uh, they are doing cra crazy stuff. For example, I mean, you have Spanulis, almost like perfect player you can have if, with his off-court abilities and with his game he had in Europe. You're calling Spanulis. What are oh, you no, I, call, I call him, I remember, I don't know how many years ago, I told him, hey, come on. You have ball all the time, they foul you 10 times. You know, you shoot so many free throws. And you're shooting 70% this year, instead of 85. You know, when you calculate, this is, this is a lot. And come on, okay, you can miss free throws, you can, uh, sorry, three points, this, free throws. What is this free throws for you? This is just point, you will be a little bit more focused or not. So please, le let's pay attention on, on, on this detail because at the end of the day, cost us three points per game. Three points per game in this EuroLeague made you from 11 scorer to the first. You know, let's, mm. let's see. I really, but we have, our relationship is really special. So I believe that, you know, I can tell him everything, you know, but uh, I believe we should talk on that way. You know, agent, uh, if he wants a player to, to, to do some good stuff, you know, and something is not good, he needs at least to, to, to talk him about that. So player notice and Trust me, Spanulis is very smart, you know. He, he said, look, yeah, I mean, and, and improve it. Not because I said, because he was, let's say, noticed that, you know, many, many other, uh, many other stuff. And uh, let's say recently was point guard who, he has gum, you know, protection. Mm. And that's okay. When somebody do free throws, you put gum outside. But last two games, the guy started to dribble and to put it here. I told him, hey, if you go like this, and we want to go to big stage, next contract should be EuroLeague, you know, they're not going to sign you. They don't like this because it's circus, you know. So please, you know, I mean, put gum back. Should I say this or not? I don't know, but that's, uh, that's, uh, that's my, uh, my, my style. And they like, because they really see that somebody takes care about, uh, about them uh, with all the details. When is the EuroLeague night, you know, four or five games at home? Let's say I watch uh, Milano, when they sub Heinz, I switch the channel. Then uh, it's, okay, when Red Star and Bayern uh, play, I cannot switch the channel because every time is two, three of them in the court. But I'm telling you, I really... Um, don't watch the game to see who is going to win. You know, okay, I'm interested, in, but you know, I'm like really pay attention on uh, on my, my guys, and then we comment uh, with the messages or something. Uh, very, very often after uh, after the game. And for sorry, and for those in in Mega was 17, 18. This is on daily basis. School of the life. I don't know, did I tell you, but for instance, when you come to mega facility, there is one guy sitting in the front desk. As soon as they, as soon as they enter, including Petrushev, 
they put mobile phone. On the box, box is going there, practice, gym, talking, this and that. When you go home, back, you get your phone. And on the beginning, everything was like, what kind of the rule is this? So I told them, Matt, give you answer for everything. Mega practice eight times per week, nine, very often. So 10 minutes before, 10 minutes after, it's 180 minutes per week, three hours. So without phone, they talk three hours more with, with teammates. And on the beginning was strange after that, everybody like, and they, they are in locker room now on the same wave as I was in locker room 1990. So you come and you say what you did last night. Did you see the movie? Did you see the game? And that's it. So, <coughs> you know, I mean, it's like maybe I give you so many examples, but, uh, you know, really, really, it, trying to to help them to be to be to be better especially for i'm telling you i mean the the, the guys who come to mega they're like extremely talented with 17 but with 17 today 17 they have their like so many crazy stuff we, we need to we need to handle what do you heard that the, the most difficult you know to handle all these young generation players as you said you're coming from 90s with way different approach and now you see all these new uh, generation when, when i talk with the coaches i told them forget what it was before you know when uh, uh, when we were basketball players you know i had to go to the school i had to uh, i don't know how to say in english peace and war book love tolstoy yeah, 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 so yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It yes. was like this. I had to, I had to read and to know what's going on there. So we will learn to learn. Guys today, they, they really cannot go to the school. They go to web portal, short forms, three rows. Uh -huh, I go, and then, of course, when you give them 10, 10 pages, of scouting, this guy go left, here, pass, right, and that's it. They got confused after 10 minutes. And, you know, coach said, how is possible? I call timeout. We finish what we do. They go to the court. 40 seconds later, he, he missed the side. Then I'm not explained. We need to adjust, you know, agents, coaches, everybody to the new generation of the, uh, of the players. That's the story. How usual Mishko Rajnatovic day looks like in like March, April, when teams start building team for the next season? And what part of that day you love the most? Uh, generally, uh, I, uh, I go to the office around 10 and I'm trying before that to do some sport. That's new, before I did sport after. But I, I believe that it's better now and then uh, I'm in the office like uh, nine, ten, and I stay until five. And uh, there is one break for um, for some coffee uh, around two thirty on the same place every day. And but and there's a story all the time on the phone, on the on the on the desk with the computer, and uh, yeah, that's it. And which part of the day is the best for you? What do you like the most? Watching games at night. Probably yes. Yeah, then it's like more relaxed. But you know, I, that's one of the most difficult questions. What I like the most in my, my business. I like everything. Really, you know, I like, uh, you know, so many times I said like, 
Thanks God. What to say? I watched the game. I watched the game. It's it's counted that I work. I come to Barcelona, for instance. They invite me. We go to the dinner in the great restaurant. You know where is a lot of people dream to be. Again, I work. You know, I speak. I go to the co- co- coffee shop with the players. Again, I work. Then, uh, okay, searching net. You know, uh, analyzing statistics. I really, I really like to do uh, contracts. I really love to do steel because it keep me in the in the connection with law. Because I really, uh, I'm really, I really love law. You know, unfortunately or fortunately, I'm not any. I don't go to the court anymore, and I miss this. Uh, <clears throat> so practically. 90-90% of my work, uh, not that I like, I really, I, I really love. And probably this is also one of the keys, uh, keys for the success, probably, you know, so. And to go to the end, 18-year-old uh, teams have at least one player of, of your agency, two major uh, MVPs, mega project is emerging. Uh, you already said that you've over exceeded your dreams you had starting this path. What was what's the next big thing you sometimes dream about? What's the next milestone for milestone for Mishko Ranatovic? I really don't know, and it uh, I worry sometimes. You know, I mean, like uh, whatever you do, you need to improve. Last summer, I was like, what to do now? This one is best here. This one is best here. Never happened to one agent. I believe it'll never happen again. Plus. I'm not only agent, I'm the guy who was on the beginning with them. So, what to do? I mean, like, then I said, okay, calm down. So, you work your, your job, something will come. And it, as, you, as, as, you, as you mentioned, it came, you know. It, uh, I'm like, in November, I noticed that I have a chance to make 18 from 18, you know. Then we signed, I don't know, one to team what we miss, and it was like a really buzzer beater with John Holland in Unix. So I said to myself, you see, you didn't have, but something happened. Then there is something else, what I believe in one month will go out, uh, you know, that we will move the record of a uh, number of EuroLeague players to the same number what also has never been before. Uh, then, you know, I sound like really pessimistic, you know, they, they, they asked me before the season, do you believe Nikola Jokic can repeat? I said, come on, you know, I was injured LeBron, was injured this one, was injured this one. They never like really that he is MVP. They, nobody's happy with this. As people say more disrespected MVP. So I said, I don't believe that it's going to happen. <laughs> no, <laughs> looks like, looks like he's, uh, he is very close, and not only this, you know, statistically, this is the best season with any basketball player in the history of this game played. This is something what is like, not wow, this is 10 times wow. So, you know, for sure, uh, something is, uh, something will, will come and then, you know, we will, uh, we will see. Even if not, I still have motivation, you know, to make a great job for for uh, uh, for uh, for Mark guys. Also, you know, I just want to mention this probably at the end. Uh, uh, when uh, agent loses the player, 
that this is tragedy. You know, they have, they are, they are sending mails against them, uh, talk really bad, uh, acting like uh, strange. Uh, in my case, never. You know, I lost some important players, veterans, veterans, in uh, in this year. You know, I told them, you know, it's okay. You know, I believe it's a mistake. We go. I met them in the in the in the in the gym. We shake hands, smile. You know, because this is their life. You know, I was the guy who insisting on FIBA to put for agent and players escape clause in representation contract 30 days. So, because you know, many years ago, uh, leader Capicioni, he went to the court against almost wholly 20 national team. You, you know for this case. Yeah, especially against Jargiris. Yes. And so, this relationship needs to be based on the quality of agent and services, not on the paper. And again, to go to the hairdresser. I said to everybody, you go to hairdresser and then you change. So what you do? You cannot. You have to pay the previous. No. Also for any other stuff. This is the guy whom you hire to do services for you, like hairdresser. One day you don't want. Why you don't want? Who cares? You don't want. So you, you need to have possibility to live without payment, without consequences. Then everybody was against me, like, ah, you do this because you want to steal players from, from, from small agents. I said, no, we, we, we are trying to be like NBA. NBA has that close, 15 days. So let's give to the players freedom. And you work ha hard, you work good, nobody will leave you. Uh, so. I don't know why this put in this uh, moment of <laughs> conversation, but uh, you know, that's the story. Mishko Rajnatovic, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for watching, thanks for your time and for quality thoughts and especially your passion for the basketball game. Thank you.